Damn it, my brain's taking a shit. Gentlemen, welcome yet again to another episode of the Film Find. My name is Adam Portress, and uh, Matt is still, uh, we'll, we'll say it's on assignment. That's the best we got here. Uh, however, I am joined by Mr. Jones himself. Hi, Adam. Hi, everybody. Uh, Erica is, uh, you know, a longtime listener, first-time co-host of the program. <laughs> but, uh, I never yeah, thought man. this day would come. Uh, you know, dreams can come true. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Eric has seen a couple movies, and uh, we're going to talk about those movies and guys, and uh, you know, it's uh, it should be fun, it should be educational. Maybe we'll all learn a little something today. Maybe, I hope so. Maybe we'll all learn a little bit something about ourselves, each other, and the world as, and as the a world, whole. I hope you come away from this just feeling more fulfilled, mm. yeah. and uh, uh, you know, I'm and just spiritual, you know, and uh, just trying to get better, man. Yeah, we all yeah, just want to be better. This everybody's like, this show's taking a weird turn. Oh yeah, it's all about grooving. It's all about grooving everybody. And uh, but yeah, seriously, <laughs> we do want to thank everybody for uh, you know joining us on this program and stuff. Uh, Jim Beverly for last week and Christopher the week before that. And uh, you know, eventually we'll just kick man out of the show altogether. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for it to see what happens. You know, we've really uh, we've all been praying for it. Let's be honest. Uh, I get an email. At least every other day, just go and look. The podcast is f- fine, but why, Matt? Why, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. You know, full disclosure, Matt and I have been roommates for about two years now. So every week I get to hear him upstairs, uh, you know, w- talking to you, Adam, on yes. the show and just thinking the whole time, just seething downstairs. Like, I could do this so much better. <laughs> I knew just, I could do it. Know, I have like 10% of the knowledge he does about films. But, you know, I feel like too <laughs> but much... the cachet that I bring to yeah, it is you know? just unparalleled. It's so just that swagger, baby. I get into it. So, and that's... But that's that's why I got you here, and he's off doing whatever it is he's doing. Uh, but we have a, a jam-packed program here for you, uh, fine folks, today. We're going to have our regular What You've Been Watching segment. We got some good stuff there. Uh, then we've got not one, not two, but three new releases for you. Uh, so, this show itself is coming a little bit later. It's coming out to you on you know I'll, I'll, probably late Friday early Saturday depending upon when you end up downloading it. Um, so I, I feel bad having it be late. So we're not only going to give you uh, the reviews for last week, which is uh, we'll st- I don't know if we'll start we'll we'll figure out which one we're gonna do, but uh, we're gonna be talking game night and annihilation. Wait, we're not talking about Armageddon and the game. Oh, just. <laughs> I watched that Bruce Willis movie and that Michael oh, Douglas oh one. Oh, no. This is oh, no. I got to go, guys. I'm well, sorry. Uh, this has been this week's Film Find. Wouldn't it be great if that was, was the show? We could just talk about those, though. <laughs> it would just Or just put on like some YouTube in the background or something. <laughs> but uh, so we're talking uh, Annihilation and, yes. uh, and Game Night from last week. And uh, since, since it's late last week, early this week, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump in and give you a review of... Of uh, Death Wish, the new movie from Eli Roth. Yes. 
which is not really a new movie because it's a remake, but we'll talk all about that in the thing. Uh, and, of course, I've got one more uh, uh, new release for you in the What You Been Watching segment, so let's go ahead and jump into that. And uh, Well, actually, before, we, before I do that, real quick. I do want to thank everybody uh, because it is the first of the month. And for those of you that have uh, helped us out here, patreon.com slash the film find. We really thank you all for that. You guys, of course, get the pre-show and post-show. And again, as it stands right now, I'm giving that pre-show and post-show to everybody that jumps in there. So even if you're in at the lowly level of a dollar, uh, we really appreciate it. And if you're up on a higher level, that's even better. And we, I, we've got some extra special shows and stuff for you. Uh, trust me, Matt is still watching stuff when things... Th- we're, we're building up some stuff to do and have like different uh, episodes... Uh, that were released to the Patreon-only people. And then, of course, probably like two or three months down the road, just kind of give to everybody. Uh, but just to give you more stuff. So extra content is coming for you. I uh, do thank you guys for, uh, you know, just helping keep the show afloat, man. We really appreciate that. Okay, now let's get into it. Uh, what you been watching? So uh, I actually got to see a new release review today, uh, Red Sparrow. Uh, in our pre-show, we were watching Jennifer Lawrence take a lie detector test. And that's on account of she's in uh, this new movie, The Sparrow. This is directed by Francis Lawrence, no relation. And uh, for those of you that just go, it's so nice that we have a woman who's directing. That's it. Francis Lawrence is a man. Uh, just <laughs> yeah, sexist. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, but Red Sparrow is a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a Cold War thriller. But uh, no, it's, it's a, I don't know what time. It, no, it's got, I think there's cell phones in it. I forget. Is it newer? I don't know. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty... I'm trying to see... Because they don't really use technology that, that much. Because at one point, there's like a technology where they have to get some stuff, and it's off of a, like a floppy disk. Mm, so like a group of floppy disks. But here's the thing. You don't look at it and just go like, Jesus, we are looking at something 1980s over here. It doesn't come off as that either. But yet at the same time, I'm like, I'm scratching my noggin going, did I ever see anyone touch a computer? And I now, don't think a, the answer is yes. Is it a five and a quarter floppy or a three and a half? Three and a half. Okay, so we're talking mid-90s maybe? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see about it. Like, uh, Here's the IMDb plot line. It's pretty uh, – uh, why do they do this to me? Ballerina Dominika Irgakova, seriously, folks, is recruited to Sparrow School, a Russian intelligence service where she is forced to use her body as a weapon. Her first mission, targeting a CIA agent uh, that threatens to unravel the secrecy of both nations. So it's Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Joel Edgerton, uh, Mathis Skunrush. How do you figure you say that cat's name? Let's go Schoenertz. Show arts <laughs> and Charlotte Rampling. I know we all know Sticking her. With it. Uh, and for some reason, the uh, Syrian Hines, which is always just looks like he's just straight on cocaine, in my opinion. But that's just that's neither here nor there. But something that I've noticed. Um, so this movie is weird because this is definitely one that I think that you're going to have to watch several times to really kind of catch everything that's going on. Because there's a lot of like. Is she playing the agent right now? Is she on the other side? Because, you know, uh, initially Joel Edgerton's character, like, makes her. He he realizes, oh, this is, you know, you changed your hair color from what I saw you yesterday in the pool place, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's very perceptive. He knows what's kind of going on. And, and he's trying to recruit her over to his side to help things out because they're, like, holding her mom hostage and all this kind of fucking shit. Um, and you, you start to do, you go... Okay, is she on board with him, or is she on board with him 
while she's still over there, or is she over there? You're not quite sure where things lay out, and it's almost like we're watching acting on top of acting on top of acting. I imagine as a spy thriller, got to have a lot of twists, a lot of turns. Yeah, it's what have you. It, but um, here's the thing: it's not, it's not like super exciting. It's not like you know. Uh, you know, balls to the walls, adventure, excitement, or anything like that. I would not call this an action movie by any stretch of the imagination. I definitely would put it in the drama category. Um, but it's all right. Um, uh, there is, for those of you interested, there is some Jennifer Nud- uh, Lawrence nudity in the flick. Um, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, too, and that was another thing that I was like, uh, that I was surprised that they would they didn't do in the uh, in the Vanity Fair article. It's just like, uh, so uh, what was your first? Uh, what was your uh, thought on the fappening? Because she was in that round. Oh yeah, in, in 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 round in round one for the fappening. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was. Let me see if I can hold this. You keep talking. Okay. I, there's some. This board is getting old as yeah, fuck. I'd imagine uh, that there's some things off limits for people to talk to her about. Uh, you want to talk about that horrible, horrible time that, that you had? That terrible thing that probably still plagues you in your, in your, uh, how in does, <laughs> publicly. Is it weird that the, most of America knows what your asshole looks like? Well, <laughs> is, is that an odd thing for you? I think we saw that in Mother, didn't we? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, maybe. No, it's not. But I will say it. this that's your second time, like, and, and honestly, I mean, not that I don't, I, it feels weird applauding someone for nudity, but a star of her caliber. As big as she is and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, by and large, though, the nudity tends to stop the bigger the star ends up getting in so many ways. Mm, yeah. There's a, there's a couple that are, like, exceptions to the rule. But, like, uh, you know, especially, you know, once she, once she start getting big-time awards and stuff, I mean, she's gotten an Oscar at this point. Uh, for it, it, the nudity in Mother, is it really necessary? Not particularly. It's effective, mind yeah, you. Yeah, I think it's kind of... Uh yeah, I think it's very effective. I like that movie a lot, personally. Oh, I do, too. Um, I know a lot of people hated on it, and thought it was just uh, weird. They're wrong. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's all about uh, Mother Earth, right? And, and like, get so context and what, in what, in what yeah. makes sense for it being there. And that's the same case Earth here. has bosoms. Yeah. Uh, but this this is kind of the same case. Is like It's not just nudity for nudity's sake. They're, mm-hmm. That's obviously how they're training these girls to go through and all that kind of good stuff. And to be fair, for a large part of her career, she's been in... Uh, Young adult adaptations of the yeah. The when you come games. into the uh, when you come into the game that late in, or that early in life and stuff, you know that when you're eighteen, nineteen, they're like, oh, let's kind of shy away from that a yeah. little bit if we can, please. Let's not, let's not. So maybe now she's getting the opportunity, got, yeah, to express herself. More. Let the girls out. That's what I I say. More expression. That's what I always say. I'm always uh, but here's something. Now I didn't know this, and again, he should have talked about this because we I I just learned this for the first time. Tell me if you heard about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this has turned into a gossip show, because that goddamn Vanity Fair is what it was. Pre-show of the uh, Patreon.com slash the Film Fine. Um, she did not even graduate middle school. Uh, I did know that. I found out uh, on her most more recent uh, uh, WTF with Mark Marin interview. Which what was I listened that? To, and they t- they touched briefly on that. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, hey, why would you if you... <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, like, because here's the thing. I mean, you know, like... You know, uh, some people just know what they want. I wouldn't put her in the same category, but, like, Tarantino, like, dropped out of middle school and stuff. And, you know, the man's got Oscars for writing and stuff. So I think he, he finished it out where he all could. 
Yeah, I think but uh, I don't know. think that I think they're probably the exception to the rules. Most people that drop out of middle school probably aren't making that. No, much. they're probably yeah, they're probably they, they many of them may have tried to run away to high school uh, to uh, to Hollywood, but uh-huh. I don't know that it probably landed in the same category as a Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, they're might still have. in the valley somewhere. There's, uh, if they're alive at all, let's be honest. Oh. Boy, this podcast took a dark <laughs> turn. <laughs> if they're alive at all, we're going real blue today. Folks. They may be dead. Who's to say? Uh, so I, I, listen, I would check it out. I'll definitely watch. Watch it again just to kind of have that. It's at least worth watching twice because once you finish it that first time, you were like, okay, I need to go back and then kind of see what I can, you know, what may have already been there for me in front of me. Uh, but it's not bad. But again, it is not going to be everybody's treat. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as for other stuff, uh, I just um, I got the uh, the film struck, man. I check that out and uh, look at all the kind of criterion things and and whatnot. And uh, for those of you that you know love a, a great criterion film and especially like special features and stuff that come on them, but as one might imagine with so many titles out there, especially a lot of them being like foreign films and things of that nature, if you just go, oh shucks, I feel like I've I've always heard of this. I don't know if I would you know ever uh, purchase this or have it. Like this, this is a great way to test that kind of stuff out. Mm-hmm. Is the transfers that they got on there are all the really good ones uh, from criterion stuff. And many of these things have a lot of the special features that are available on the discs themselves. So if you watch it and you're like me, uh, and there'll be some people that are just like, well, I can watch it and it's a thing there and I'll never touch it again. But if you're a dork like Adam and uh, you'll just go, yes, I will. Well, yeah, I want to own these things so that don't go away. Uh, then you won't feel bad when you know the uh, Barnes and Noble kind of deal comes along where you can get fifty percent off, and then you don't feel bad for picking it up then because you're not just gambling on something that you don't really know. Uh, but of course, they got a lot of TCM things in there and stuff as well. Uh, you get like a free 14-day trial. Again, these guys are not sponsored, but if they want to, they certainly can. Uh, the film find at gmail.com if you're out there listening, Filmstruck. And frankly, uh, with you knowing what I know, I don't know why we aren't already sponsored by the fucking... I'm just saying. Uh, you both have film in your name. Yeah, well, there's that, but, you know, there's also the third party <laughs> that should be like, hey, I know what this could... How about you... You know, knuckle up a couple of nickels, motherfucker. He's probably climb his way up the ranks a little. They're bit. looking at they're looking at him and just going, "How many people listen to your podcast? Get the fuck out!" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's fair enough. I, I can't I can't slice. He just wants there. to keep his job at this point. <laughs> listen, I just don't want to get fired. All right, give it a year. Uh, so I'd check that out. Filmstruck. Uh, you can do it on like um, Roku. Your other stuff. I thought it was on Xbox. It's not on Xbox or PlayStation, actually. What is the subscription cost for that? uh, If you get, like, just the one that does, like, the Filmstruck stuff, which is more, like, kind of your TCM and things like that, Mm -hmm. you're looking at about 7 bucks a month. If you do that plus the Criterion stuff, you're Mm -hmm. looking at about 10, 11 bucks a month. Yeah, I pay that much for HBO. So, So, yeah. And from what Matt tells me, you could sit down and watch movies all day long, every day for your life and probably not get through all of them. No, especially when, like, I mean, because I sat down because the, and it's even on fairly new stuff because Night of the Living Dead Blu-ray just came (laughs) out. And, you know, I looked at some of the special features that were on that and, and again, all pretty cool and that you'd be able to see all of them right then and there and not have to worry about having to buy another disc or just going, oh, gosh, I'm sure glad I didn't waste my money on that. Yeah, that sounds good. So check that out. Uh, And the other thing that I saw on the big screen, I should have mentioned last week, but I I didn't for some odd reason. Uh, I got to see the uh, Shaw Brothers classic, the 36 Chambers of Shaolin on the big screen. Woo! It was fucking great. Uh, Gordon Liu's coming in there, kicking ass. 
Uh, he's just a uh, guy who sees a lot of injustice done in his city and stuff, runs away to the uh, the hills to go be with the monks and stuff, comes back years later and then just whoops the shit out of everybody and, of course, also wants to bring the 36th chamber of Shaolin. So there's only 35. He says there needs to be a 36th one, and the guy's like, we don't do none of that shit. What are you talking about? The fucking 36. There's 35, dum-dum. He's like, I want to bring it to the people. And so, like, the, the, the legend is then that he went up and then got all that knowledge and then brought it out to schools and stuff like that because never before uh, it, did it go away from, like, monks and things of that nature. Uh-huh. So, uh, common people's Prometheus. Exactly. Exactly. So he's, he's, bringing it, he's bringing it down and giving it to the folks. Uh, but it's, I forget the year, it's in the 70s, I, I think. But uh, Shaw Brothers classic. And if you can see it on the big screen, do... And uh, some people were like, hey, man, there wasn't as much comedy and stuff with us. I'm like, what are you people watching? I don't know. That's that's another train for me to go on. And you ever just look at people and just go, I don't want to strangle you. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, there's those people are usually I see them at the movies. All right. What have you been watching? Uh, me? It's been a lot of streaming stuff. Of course, been, I got the movie pass now. Yes. Finally got the movie pass, so. Uh, movie pass. Uh, we're still waiting for that endorsement. The film find at gmail.com. So, filmstruck movie pass. The film find at gmail.com. Holla at your boy. Light him up, knock him down. Uh, okay, so lately I just finished um, a couple of great uh, uh, streaming TV or streaming TV shows, streaming shows that I watched uh, recently. Altered Carbon, I finished recently. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, huge Philip K. Dick fan. So, um, uh, it's a great time for uh, fans of, of the dick. Um, or <laughs> fans of the dick love it, boy. But, uh, yeah, so Altered Carbon, great show. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, also, Electric Dreams on Amazon I just finished. Uh, literally, is just, you know, uh, episodic adaptations of uh, Philip K. I was about to say, was that just a straight another? Yeah, K. straight up. And um, uh, really good. I, I, was, uh, I was very surprised at the level of uh, talent they actually got together. Like Brian Cranston, Steve Buscemi. Uh, mm-hmm. Some really really good actors to come in and play this, uh, play on that show, which I didn't really expect uh, that caliber yeah. from. You know, well, it's like when you see like Black Mirror and somebody shows up, you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, right. Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard. Uh, going along with that same kind of theme, uh, the new season of X Files has been streaming on Hulu, so I've been watching that and really enjoying it. Uh, really good solid season so far. I don't know if you've seen any of it. No, I I have it. And I I need to because like and honestly, I, like the last season came around at just like a really awkward time, uh-huh. and like I only like caught like the first episode. I got to go back and just kind of like make a thing of it. And honestly, at this point, I'm like I'll wait for the other one to end because they're only going to the the last one, right? So eleven will be it. Yeah, this will say. be it. I think. And um, you know, it's like so these three shows that I. I and it's you see this trend now, obviously, like after, after Black Nerd. Mirror, <laughs> I've been told, and uh, you know, Black Mirror, obviously, you know, these almost uh, resurrections of like Twilight Zone, or yeah. you know, the way we perceive reality is not actually how it is. These kinds of things, that's all going towards the same theme, um, which I like. You know, I'm I'm all for it. I'm a sucker for that that uh, that format and that kind of uh, thought process. So I always enjoy shows that kind of. Uh, that explored a little bit. So those are three things that I've kind of been watching. The movies, uh, yeah. seeing in theaters, really. So you ever I, do? I uh, did watch. Uh, oh, go ahead. Mm, no. Oh, I was gonna say I, I did watch uh, uh, Duncan Jones' new Netflix movie Mute, uh, which not a fan. 
Yeah, I've heard mixed things. I've heard people say they don't like it. I've heard people say they love it. So I've I've got to make up my own mind. I got to watch this bad yeah, boy. Maybe that'll be one that me I'd, and Matt do as a solo thing. I'd be interested to, to hear what y'all think about it. Um, but it really fell flat for me. Um, Scarsgard, the Scarsgard was pretty good. Which which Scarsgard is that? The True Blood guy. Uh, Alexander. No, it's Scarsgard. Alexander, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good, you know. The handsomest of them all. The handsomest of all the devils. Uh, the other ones can look creepy. Yeah, well, they're all kind of creepy. It's that uh, Nordic. <laughs> it's because they ain't got all the right genes. It's like something ain't right in that. Something ain't right in that boy. Uh, yeah. So if you like sci-fi stuff, go check those shows out. I highly recommend them. Uh, for whatever it's worth, since you've never heard me or my advice or uh, opinion before, listen to it, people. Uh, Just do it. On the other hand, I've been really enjoying the new season of This Old House on Hulu now streaming. What in the world? <laughs> you never watched This Old House? Listen, I know Bob what Vila. I know what This Old House is. Oh, I know on. Bob Vila. Now, is this a is this a new thing or is this like oh, like it's the Bob, same old show? He's not just, around anymore. You got a new another uh, New Hampshire fella up there. Just enjoys building houses and uh. But okay, but it's a new thing. It's like it's taking place in 2018. It's not yeah. just like we taking Bob Vila's things from 1986. Oh, and it's said, the cutting edge of of. Of house building technology, let me tell you. What with the wood and the nails? Yes. All right, fair enough. Well, yeah, it sounds like we really. You should see uh, these hammers. Sounds like we've gone straight to the fucking stratosphere over here. These it's like we're living in goddamn Star Trek: Next Generation. Are huge. The biggest hammers you ever did. It's see. the biggest hammers there ever were. Couldn't believe it. They just nailed them right down in there, just like the little Mexicans that they ship. What? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't. That was a false. That was false. After that, that was fake news. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want a little more down to earth, go check out this old house. Get some inspiration, guys. Yeah, you know, fix it up, fix it up for for Christ's sakes. Get yourself together, fix it up, mm-hmm. and stop being a douchebag. All right, do you want to do uh, game night or annihilation first? Uh, we could do it in order. I watched, and we can do annihilation first. It doesn't right. matter to me. Let's <clears throat> do some annihilation here, ladies and gentlemen. Is the trailer for annihilation? Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? (laughs) Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Here. Let me see him. He's extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. 
What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? We have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. trailer for Annihilation, our first new release review of the week. Here's the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply. That's as IMDb as you get right there, isn't it? <laughs> That's a spoiler alert. This is uh, directed and written by uh, uh, Alex Garland, based upon the book by uh, Jeff Vandermeer. Vandermeer. Vandermeer, everybody. It's wonderful. Everything is very, very good for everyone. Starring Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, Benedict Wong, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, Gina Rodriguez, Tuba Nor- Nortney, Nortney? Sure. sure, and more. Uh, so here's the thing, man. Annihilation, is, as as is my recollection here, did not exactly light the world on fire. Uh, it uh, had a budget of around $40 million. Uh, it has grossed in the U.S. as of right now around $15 million. Yowza. That is wow. a, that's a tough one. And uh, the director in, in Paramount, I think it's Paramount if memory serves, um, put out a thing, and they were just like, look, at the end of the day, we're not awful surprised by this, because this movie, and Alex Garland, I think, has admitted this himself, is that this is not an easy sell, this movie. Uh, Yeah, it's tough. Like, I, It's kind of being sold as a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in my opinion, it's not really a horror. I, I don't know. It's, it's got a creature. It's, it's got of, a couple creatures and stuff in it, and yeah, they're kind of scary. kind of freaky so. creatures, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I kind of classify it more as like a sci-fi thriller, um, personally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of surprised to hear that. I, you know, I I didn't know that it was doing so poorly. Um, yeah, money-wise, it made nothing. But again, you know, you did come out right after Black Panther, so you you I mean rough rough going. For that's you the thing. There, I, huh? I went to go see Annihilation. I already seen Black Panther a couple times, and I went to go see this one. And you know, of course, the line is just out the door. You know, uh, and around the corner for Black Panther, of course. Um, Still nuts. I was one of maybe three people uh, in the theater to see this one, so I think that yeah, that you're probably right. That's what killed it. So I, you know, oh my gosh, I just, I just they had this thing up here, top 2018 movies so far. Fifty Shades of Fifty Shades Freed is number two with 92 million. Black Panther. This is domestic only forty four hundred thirty five million. <laughs> oh my god, it's like not even close. Wow. Not even close, and they're just like this. The next biggest is just like, eh, it's about less than you know, fifth of what we got. So, fuck all that shit. Uh, but no, this movie now, let me ask you this what did you think of Alex Garland's first directorial uh effort in Ex Machina? Uh, I loved Ex Machina. I need to go watch it again, actually. I was thinking about when I was watching this, like how much I liked it, and I hadn't seen it uh, pretty much since it came out, but mm-hmm. um, I loved it, you know, just uh. Once again, you know, the sci-fi nut that I am, just the exploring artificial intelligence and, you know, the mad scientist kind of uh, uh, 
thing going on with uh with him and um uh, Oscar Isaac was great in yeah. that and this everything he does I liked it, that guy a lot um yeah he's another one where it's just like okay all right what what is it you want to do okay fine I'm on board yeah seriously so like you know these two guys like pretty much these two guys and the whole thing and um I thought the whole thing was made re- very very well and I liked it a lot and uh so I was excited to see this one for that very reason. Yeah, you get more of a budget this time. Uh, I would say the budget's probably at least... I, I, I can't remember x his budget right off the top of my head, but if I was to venture a guess, I'm guessing you got at least four-plus times the budget for this than you got for x and maybe even more than that. I, I forget. I have to look it up. But, um, yeah, this is this is tough. I mean, in, And even at $40 million, and $40 million these days, especially for a movie that's kind of like this sort of nature, still isn't that much money comparatively mm-hmm. it's not a star wars it's going to cost you you know 200 plus yeah so at 40 you know like eh, you know if it does okay it'll make you know it'll make that back probably plus a little bit i think maybe if it came out at a different time but right now I, it's it's taking a beating and i think one of the big reasons for that is is that some of the uh it's some of the stuff out there about it because let's be honest this movie is not a movie that i think Every well, number one, it's it's a movie that I know not everybody's gonna like. I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes. Let me look at what the Rotten Tomatoes is on this thing right now because it can't be super high. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think you know, like I said, it, it is kind of sold as one thing, and then you go in, you realize, wow, it's not really. Yeah, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes right now, you're looking at sixty six percent for for audiences and eighty six for for critics. Okay. Now the eighty six for critics, I, I I completely understand that. So this is a certified fresh movie. This is a movie that, by all rights, when you look at it, it it says pretty good. Critics seem to like it. You know, mm-hmm. the the regular audience, they're not wild and crazy about it. But that's to me, even given given the audience and what this movie is, that's not a bad score. I think because this movie does. What I think we have a lot of like grown up sci fi stuff doing, just like um, just like we had with Ex Machina, uh, like we had with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, trying to think of a couple other like fairly recently new examples that are just kind of like, hey man, this is just it's just straight ass sci fi. It's mm-hmm. not for the kids. It's not like it's not like you know adult in nature, but it's mm-hmm. not like. We're not doing this for children. Yeah, it's not Star Wars. And right? and yeah, and Star Wars <laughs> is fine. And and when you do in that, you know, if, if that's the wheelhouse that you're in, that's perfectly acceptable, and absolutely fine. But that's that's not what we're in here. No, and uh, I think maybe part of that, sixty six percent or the uh, I guess the other forty four, uh, or thirty four, thirty four, thirty four. There you go. Right. I can add. Um, maybe that didn't like it so much. Uh, expect going in this expecting maybe more of that, like you say, um, a true blue sci-fi kind of thing, and not so much an ex- existential exploration of our innermost selves. Right, which is kind and of especially this with is. this movie, now we we won't spoiler it, spo- spoil it or anything, but um, the ending does not hand anything to you at all. No, and I'm still sitting here, um, almost two weeks after seeing it, uh, or about a week and a half, I guess, and. Uh, still find myself thinking about it throughout yeah. the day, um, which I, I fucking love. I love that. I, I want that out of a movie like this. Um, 
Yeah, it, this is one. This is the this is the proverbial movie and a piece of pie talking about it afterwards. Going, okay, here's what I think happened. Here's what I think this could mean. Did 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 this really happen? Did that really happen? Mm-hmm. What's going in? How do you interpret this little bit? Well, you could do it this way. You could do it that way. And this it's left open for interpretation. And there are some people, especially in the um, in the environment that we have today, mm. that just don't fucking like that. Oh, they want to. They want they want everything yeah, to have yeah. a cookie cutter and to come out looking the exact same as the last one yeah, did. Spoon fed, and to it's got to be delicious. I can't have anything that has a little bit of a. Mm, mm, that's a different taste than I'm used to. No, fuck you, dude. Go like, and I don't want to talk too much about it. It's pretty much what you heard in the trailer there. Uh-huh. You know, her husband goes in. He's kind of like everyone's gone missing throughout when they've gone into this shimmer thing. Everyone's go gone missing. He's the first person to actually come back. And of course, she's got like this background in biology and all this other stuff. So they figure, hey, let's send him on in there. Yeah, she's a cellular biologist. And uh, so she goes in there and they're they're trying to figure out why, you know, why he's coming back. He's on the brink of brink of death and everything. Maybe we can bring him back and stuff. And so find out what's kind of going down there. And we kind of do that and we kind of don't <laughs> well i think you mentioned that he's the one first one to come out and so they um like I say not to spoil anything uh but the basic premise is that there's this the shimmer like they talk about mm-hmm. which is expanding slowly relatively slowly and they have no way to stop this thing but all they know is that uh uh sooner or later it could engulf the entire earth and uh basically bring existence that was you know it to an end and yeah because people premise. are just going to be gone <laughs> yeah point. they don't know what's going on necessarily inside so they keep sending uh Military guys, which are her husband, Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. is in the movie, uh, which brings me to this, uh, this idea, which I love, um, and I love to see it more and more in movies these days, but uh, they s- decide to send in this group of female scientists, in, essentially, mm-hmm. to go investigate, take another kind of approach to it. Because at this point, all they had, all they had, I mean, and it makes sense that they're all women, because at this point, all they had sent are men. Yeah, and th- and they don't come back. Guns. Well, let's send, let's send in some women who, uh, you know, who knows? That could be like that could be the thing of like oh well they won't attack ladies or you know or there's something about them that does something else different who knows if you haven't tested it you know it's just scientific method even yeah so you know and you do have a uh, a very a, a relatively diverse very solid cast uh, of, yeah. of women in this movie who and I um, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. I uh, felt like doing her best Holly Hunter impression. <laughs> kind of struck She was me very up. somber. Very somber, a little southern. Uh, I liked it a lot. She was great, and uh, Natalie Portman always loved her. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a, a nice change to see. I also really like. Uh, I talked about Philip K. Dick earlier. One of my other favorite authors is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, mm-hmm. uh, and I really feel like this is almost a golden era for Lovecraftian. Uh, horror or, or, or stories, you know, like uh, t- of that ilk. Yeah. So um, not to give too much away once again, but there are some of those elements in this movie. So if you like uh, any of that stuff, you know. Like so if you like Cthulhu, just give like it a Cthulhu, watch. If you like tentacle monsters, I guess. You I don't, know. Not to say that there are any of those in there, but, you know, you take uh, some of that stuff and uh, I'm always down for that. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, and again, we don't want to get into too much uh, spoilery kind of stuff. And uh, I think you could get there pretty pretty easily with that but uh yeah so i would suggest check that out everybody um that i will say that as far as the horse that they, they showed the uh a bit of the the skeleton uh bear creature yeah thing in the trailer Man bear pig uh i will say that's one of the f- creepiest fucking things i've seen in a long time in a movie i will say that 
Um, it's got to be practical, right? Most of it. Well, it's the 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 way he sounds, right? Like I don't know if they actually showed. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you don't quite. Yeah, but when when what they've chosen for sounds and stuff it's, is like the sound design is very amazing, frightening. very very good. Uh, and the music too in it, I thought was very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, same kind of like uh, another sort of electric t- sort of score and everything like mm-hmm. that. But, so it really uh, does it has a way of bringing you to the edge of your seat. It's 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 worth it's well worth the watch. Don't let the low box office budget scare no. you there and everything. Uh, and especially and it's a good looking film. So see it on a big screen. I yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing it in the theater. All right, let's bring it on to number two. Here is the trailer for Game Night. We're down to two teams. So for double points, what is the name of the purple Teletubby? Tinky Winky. You're both correct. He always carried a red purse. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. Max is very competitive, as am I. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with him. Oh, this is easy. He was an Incredible Hulk. Eric Bana. Other one. Mark Ruffalo. Other one. Lou Ferrigno. Primal Fear. Richard Gere never played the Incredible Hulk. Time. Jesus Christ. Ed Norton. Oh, oh shit. Primal Fear. Guys, what do you say we do this at my house next week? This will be a game night to remember. Oh, boy. Mm. Tonight, we're taking game night up a notch. We don't need a board, and we do not need pieces. We won't need any extra rudeness, either. Someone in this room is going to be taken. Oh, it's a murder mystery party. Fun! Whoever finds the victim wins the grand prize. The keys to the stingray. Just the keys? No, Ryan, the whole car. Oh, yes! I just want to wish you the best of luck tonight. Bye. Baby, hand me those matches. I'm about to burn this door down. You're going to light a fire in a windowless room that we're trapped in. Why are you going to make my idea sound stupid? You're not going to know what's real and what's fake. Is this gun real? Oh, oh no, Andy. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, my God, I shot you. What the f- always enjoy the camaraderie of good friends. It's often we don't appreciate what we have until it's gone. Oh, because your wife left you. so crazy it just might work you're gonna crash the car into the plane like Liam Neeson in Taken 3 he did that in Taken 3 huh uh you missed it <laughs> thanks baby this is instructions on how to remove a bullet it didn't have rubbing alcohol so I got you this lovely shard good idea way to pivot what is helpful in country living oh that's for later there's a Corn chowder recipe looks really good. Oh, you love corn chowder, huh? Yeah. Let's cheer Thank you Thank you. All right, that was a trailer for Game <laughs> Night. I hadn't seen that review, uh, that trailer before. Yeah. They played the other one in the theater all the time. Here's your IMDb plot line. A group of friends who meet regularly. That's always a fun word for me. Uh, for Game Nights, find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery. This is uh, directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Uh, starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler, uh, Billy Magnuson, 
uh, Lamar Morris, uh, Jesse Plemons, and a couple other people. Uh, some of those people I want to keep uh, secret because uh, I yeah. think their reveal is better uh, that way. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so this is this is brought to us by the people who who brought us horrible bosses. Which the first horrible bosses was pretty good. The second horrible bosses was as good. I don't know if I saw the second one. It's funny I didn't know that. That I was thinking, kind of comparing it to horrible bosses in the sense that it was you know in terms of quality of humor, R-rated comedy, R-rated comedy, yeah. Um, uh, which, uh, you know, not necessarily knowing going into it. I'm a huge fan of you know of obviously of um. Uh, What's his face there? The lead. Jason uh, Bateman? Yeah, that's the guy, Bateman. And, uh, you know, love Rachel McAdams. Um, so I was excited to see this, uh, but I was kind of surprised at how fucking funny it actually was. Yeah, I mean... It was solid, Here's man. the like, thing. January and February, by and large, for years upon years, were the place where, like, you either had, like carryovers from a, like award season coming out in like December somewhere in that neighborhood mm-hmm. so you'd have something to to watch that was like hey check out this uh thing that's going to be up for you know an Oscar or some such nonsense or absolute and utter fucking garbage yeah and the last couple of years they've been stepping stuff up man uh Deadpool was a huge one mm. and uh this this year we got Black Panther so February's become like a new stomping ground and the same thing goes for this movie man uh this movie is abs- I thought listen I, you see the trailer you see the people that are involved and you're just like yes this looks like it's going to be funny and you don't expect it to be as funny as it really is and how much it truly truly works yeah all of it all of it. it. It was. I loved actually watching that trailer. It makes me really need to watch it again because I'm yeah. cracking up during it's it. It's a lot of damn fun. It's really fun. And Rachel McAdams, oh my God, she carries this thing, I feel like. She's like, yeah. As and- much as the comedic talent in this is, is so high caliber, mm-hmm. she, um, well, I don't really know, has been in too much comedy that I can not, think not of. S- not super overt, like, 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 you know, like, like Jason Bateman has been in, per se. Yeah, but, um, uh, I thought she was great. I mean, she was super cute the whole time. She mm-hmm. was really funny. Like her delivery is never over the top. It's a very good, uh, good level of of um, you know. It's it's believable that she doesn't right. know exactly what's going on in these and, situations. And the thing is too, uh, I think they did such a great job. We kind of heard it at the beginning of the trailer there and everything. Is these two meet at like trivia night, and these are two very a personality sort of people that go at it and really have a fun time competing and stuff. Yeah, they're that annoying couple of, you know, that friend yeah. couple you have that wants you to come over like every other night and just, you know, play Settlers of Catan or whatever the fuck they're doing that night. Which, yeah. you know, all right, maybe once a month, Ryan and Susie, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Every calm down. week. Every goddamn week with uh, you guys. And they hate when everybody else wins. Anybody else? But yeah, I mean, so they're super competitive and stuff, but like, but very, very believable. And all their other people, uh, and old uh, Billy Magnuson there, who, uh, who's another one of those cats that kind of just starts been creeping up in movies. Yeah, lately. I'm starting to see him more, and you know, I start noticing more. That, um, pretty good in everything he's been in. Like, oh he's, yeah, he has. He's not been bad at all. But like, all of a sudden, it's just like there he is, there he is, there he is. He's you know, he's in a little bit of everything. Yeah, he was days. super funny in this. Um, <laughs> Jesse Plemons, though. First, yes, let's oh, talk Jesse Plemons. Oh, my God. This guy, <laughs> what Fat Damon, as some people like to call Fat him. Fat Damon. Totally unfair. Like, I think he put it's, on weight. Yeah, it's it's unfair. He's Matt Damon with Down Syndrome, everybody. Get it right. <laughs> Extra chromosome, Matt Damon. 
No, but he is so fucking funny in this. I was like the whole like the theater was just losing it. The first time he came on, just looking at him, and people started cracking he, up because he's just like he's literally just looking, and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. And he's just that dog in his arms the whole time. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Everything's just really down, kind of low. Never takes off his cop sort uniform. Of key. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's so hilarious. But so like the the idea of the story is uh, he's their police next door neighbor, and he used to come over. Him and his wife used to come over for game night. Now they never really liked him all that well because he was weird. And of course, he's just now gone through a divorce. She's gone. He's still there, and they still have game night. But since he was kind of annoying, why do we continue? We we're not going to continue to invite him. Yeah. So <laughs> the kids they're trying to sneak around and. Uh, you know, not tip him off to what they're doing so they don't offend him, I guess. Yeah. You know, with the fear of what he might do in retaliation. But, um, <laughs> and for good reason. He's, he's very psychotic. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he is probably the funniest part of this movie, I would say, for personally. Is, I don't know if it's you or me or what the fuck I'm is going on. crackling here, yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that better? I think that's better. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> they so, everything needs to be redone. I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was amazing. Bateman, of course, kind of, you know, the way he does kind of uh, uh, reprising his role um, as Michael Bluth uh, a bit. You know, you definitely see those, those moments. It's uh, almost one of those things with like that, especially with like that role. It's almost that it's so him that it's just kind it's of It's just like, him at this point. Even watching Ozark, um, I, you know, I couldn't really get through that show too much. I didn't like it as much as some people did. I just kept kind of wanting to laugh at him because I got the first half and I liked. I mean, I just time wise, I just haven't caught up. The I need to half. go back and finish it. People tell me it's good and try it again. But um, you know, I I can't really just the way he, he's such a that's how he acts, right? So yeah, uh, I I can't separate him sometimes because I'm such a huge Arrested Development fan uh, from uh, his role as Michael Bluth in that show. But it really plays well into this movie. I thought. Um, it really fit uh, yeah. his character, and um, yeah, really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Really good camera work in this movie. Yeah, it's it's moving constantly. It's uh, it, it looks good. And here's one of the things that I think can happen to a lot of uh, kind of comedies, and especially like comedies that tend to do like maybe a little bit of action. Uh, they tend to get comedy DPs, mm-hmm. and they and their stuff just doesn't look really good. And to me, it's just called, don't skimp, dude. If you're going to go in for a penny, go in for a pound. Get yourself a nice-looking cinematographer, especially if you're going to have action stuff like this does. And it doesn't have tons of action, but there's enough of it to make it look cool, right? Right. And if it and, and if this was shot horribly, you'd be pissed. Yeah. It, and it would it would literally lose, like, a, a bare minimum, a fourth of the impact that the movie has. For sure. And, I, you know, I think this one scene, you, you know what I'm talking about, um, in the house... Where they're doing this uh, continuous uh, tracking shot, basically. Oh, it's great! Yeah, it's really well put together, and I was thinking the whole time. Any any action scene that you've seen in the last couple of bits where they did like this is called this movie did previs in order for this scene to go through. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the choreography, the uh, the camera work, um, everything really came together well, and I was quite pleasantly surprised at how good yeah. it was. So, so Kyle Chandler plays uh, Jason Bateman's brother, and he's coming into town, and uh, he's always been the one that's kind of been the one upper in the family. He's he's got like the nice car, a big house, and everything, doing all this kind of crazy stuff. While his brother, eh, he does okay for himself, but he yeah. is kind of you know sitting in a shadow a little bit. Yeah, we see where the where Max gets his uh, competitive spirit from when. 
always trying to uh, compete with his older <laughs> brother, I guess. And gotta outdo him. Um, so they have this. They have their game night, and the next night they go. You know what? Next week, why don't you bring it over to my place? So, uh, so he yeah. asks everyone to come over to his big fancy place that he's renting, and says, "We're gonna we're gonna have a whole new kind of murder mystery night, yeah. and you'll never know what's real." And of course, a couple of people break in, and well, as you as you would when you were just told someone's gonna come in and you know steal somebody or kill somebody tonight. Uh-huh. That's what you're going to think. Is, is that, oh, there's a bunch of fakery and nonsense and stuff. And it turns out, no, those were the real people. And then, like, uh, who, whoa, whoa, gosh, why is my brain taking a shit? I don't want to, no, I don't, I don't want to say who it is because to me it's, it's an even better reveal. But the, uh, but like the guy, the actor who goes in and plays the detective that he actually hired. To come uh-huh. in, comes in after some other people have already come in and you know stolen Kyle Chandler's character, right? And took taking him away and everything, and he comes in and he just gives this like really stupid performance and stuff, and they think they're both intertwined. It's it's fantastic, and it really to me it works. Yeah, it all works, and um, you know it's it's uh, once again some twists, some turns. I kind of you know I I called in some of the things, but I was actually you know kind of surprised by some of those i didn't really uh, I, I didn't guess the entire uh thing what was going to happen so mm-hmm. it, was, it was a nice uh little mystery there and and the great part is is there's stuff that's in here is that you know the second that you think that you know something you don't know something and there's always like and, and you're right even if you can kind of just go like well i think it's doing this there's still another even if you even if you know that there's still another surprise or two for you around the corner that you're not thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that's to me what really kind of makes it, you know, really worth it and kind of elevates this from like, you know, an, a decent movie to a really good movie is that even if you go like, oh, I've kind of figured this out, you haven't quite figured it all out. There's always going to be, they added just a little bit something extra else there for you. Yeah, for those of you that are always kind of on the lookout, just going like, I figured all this stuff out. Yeah, there's a couple of red herrings. I throw a couple of curveballs at you, but it all works together. <coughs> Everybody gives a very solid performance. They're good and still kind of crappy. Yeah, it ha- I don't know. <laughs> what can uh, I say? Now yeah. you fucked it up completely. Uh oh. What did I do? There you go. All right. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, everyone gets uh, pretty good lines, I feel like, um, and a nice balance of, of delivery and then. And there's and there's a there's a long story about Denzel in there that is just like I'm telling (laughs) you the crowd like and this is a great movie to see a nice big crowd yeah definitely go see it because there are there's so many great laughs in this movie that it it really you can watch it at home but it it works really really well with the crowd and everybody has a super blast at it and again it's nice seeing these rated r films that can come in there and not be afraid to be a rated r movie and i gotta figure out what this thing made i hope it made some decent money and again you had that uh you had the uh problem with uh going up against fucking black panther and you know what are you gonna do man yeah well um i guess the whole point was like it's supposed to be a comedic you know, I, I kind of joked about watching the game earlier, but it very much is like that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's obviously inspired by it. And- so budget was thirty seven million. It's made twenty two so far. Go go see this, people. Like this will probably just barely make a tiny little bit of money at the box office. Yeah. Uh, but- and it is one of those. I felt like it, I was. It was all all the better going to see it in the theater with other people. Yeah. Um. So I highly recommend it. It'll that. be out for another couple weeks. And, and here's the best part. 
people are still going to see Black Panther and stuff. I've gone and seen a couple other movies. By and large, they're not attended by a ton of people. True. Everyone's still going to see Black Panther. So you, you could definitely go into this and not have to feel like you're going to be beating, beating a crowd you know, away from you to try to get like a decent seat or anything else like that. So. Just a few other people in there. You laugh together. You know, you become Punch them in chums. the throat. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, I'm not one gonna... last thing. Okay. Uh, shout out to my girl, Chelsea Peretti, who also kills it in this. <laughs> Love her and everything she does. Needs to be in more. And they were just like, you know, look, she's pregnant in real life. You can be pregnant in this hey, movie, girl. throw her in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Here is a the trailer for our last review of this week. Here's the trailer for Death Wish. Sway in the morning, Shay 4-5. We got to talk about what's happening in Chicago. Everybody's watching this viral video. This guy in the hoodie, they're calling the Grim Reaper. He stopped a carjacking. Is he right for taking the law into his own hands? He's become a folk hero. What about the shooter? You look like a white dude. I love my family. But when they needed me most. 911, what is your emergency? There's men, they're breaking into my house. I think they're here. <gasps> no. I failed to protect them. Dad, where's mom? The men who did it are out there. So there's nothing that you can do? Is that what you're saying? If a man really wants to protect what's his... I want to buy a gun. He has to do it for himself. We're closed, pal. Who killed my wife? Who else was there? I don't know anything else. I believe you, Joe. You're not gonna kill me. No. Jack is. You got caught in some crossfire? The ice cream man done it. The ice cream man? Can't walk to school if you don't work for him. Who are you? Your last customer. You're not a cop! Somebody has to do it! You're caught, locked, and ready to rock. I'll see. They called him a guardian angel. He saved my life. You look much better getting out, socializing. Mm. Not so much. Well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> okay, I will. All right, everybody. Oh, I put the wrong thing down. Because <laughs> I heard that damn music, and I'm just like, oh, it's one of those fucking channels. Uh, that was the trailer for Death Wish. Uh, the remake for 2018. Here's the IMDb plotline. Dr. Paul Kersey is an experienced trauma surgeon, a man who has spent his life saving lives. After an attack on his family, Paul must embark on his own mission for peace. This is uh, directed by Eli Roth. Eli, Eli Roth. I don't know why the fuck that just had a stroke. That's a tough one to say. Eli Roth, uh, written by Joe Carnahan, starring Bruce Willis. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Elizabeth Shue, uh, Camilla Monroe, Dean Morris, uh, Kimberly Elise, Elise, yeah, and many more. Um, so this is a remake of the 1974 movie Death Wish. Uh, now coming as a man who uh, has named his own bro- dog after Charles Bronson, uh, <laughs> you can imagine uh, that I've seen Death Wish. 
And uh, now, had, had you seen Death Wish? Like I have. Movie? It's been a long time, and I, um, if I'd known we were going to wa- talk about this one today, I would have uh, probably gone back and watched it just so I could remind myself. Um, but no, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Let me just say that. Yeah, it's been it's been a while for me as well. But uh, yeah, and so this is like there's differences. He's like an architect in the other one, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like this one. It's basically the same. It's the same basic premise, more or less. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, the <laughs> I was kind of surprised at how funny this thing was. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's got a lot of. Um, it's really kind of a com. Well, it's an Eli Roth thing, right? So he just you know no shortage of uh, of humor injected in there. Um, emits kind of the, the violence and the gore, but uh, um, yeah, I I, I I need to go back and watch the original Death Wish again so I can compare the two. But I feel yeah. like it's much less. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's obviously in this day and age and the climate we're in. You know, this kind of thing is going to be looked at in a different light than the original. Well, let's go. Was. Well, let's go ahead and actually talk about this because this movie was actually supposed to come out in October of last year. Yeah, and they delayed it because of the Sandy Hook shooting. Correct. Well, not Sandy Hook. That was a couple years back. But you oh, you're Las right, Vegas. You're right. It's the Vegas shooting. Thank you. So with Las Vegas and stuff, yeah. that kind of got people's Don't ire up a little bit anymore. and said, uh, "Nope, well, well, we can't do that." And so they uh, and they're eventually like, "Well, we wait till uh, you know a week where there's not a shooting, we'll never get it <laughs> out." So it may not ever come out. But I'll tell you this: um, be it the climate and everything and stuff that we're in. Uh, I, I can't speak for your audience, but for mine, um, I, I think the people were on the side of just like, you know what? Some people just fucking deserve to get their own justice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, people were laughing in my theater very, a lot actually at this, um, and cheering and everyone applauded actually at the end. It was not a big turnout in the movie. But uh, it was pretty decent for us t- today. I mean, like I think yeah. mine was at uh, this one's like one forty, I guess. Okay, so yeah, good yeah. midday crowd um, on a Friday. But uh, yeah, my the, my crowd really liked it. Um, I got a very positive response from them. It seemed uh, uh, n- not so much from a lot of people online. It seems uh, it's getting a lot of, I guess, as you could anticipate, criticism. Uh, for the violence and uh, the guns and whatnot, but uh, well, and here's the thing, and and one thing that I think is is that, and I can't remember where, where the original one is set. I don't think it is is set in the same place, but this one, uh, this Death Wish, is set in Chicago, mm-hmm. and Chicago <laughs> is, while they have some of the most strict gun laws of anybody out there, has the most shootings. Of any city in the entire USA. Yeah, and they have, it's they, gotten to the point where we don't even fucking hear about them anymore. That's how many there are. No, and they talk about that um, to no shortage in this movie. Also, mm-hmm. you know. yeah, and I like how they lean in on that and just go like, "Look, that's the thing that's going down here," and you know, and and cops aren't don't seem to be doing a whole hell of a lot about it. And like, and you can say that. For, I would say I think you should be able to say that about real life as well because. Otherwise, if they were out doing their jobs and really getting shit done, you wouldn't have this kind of stuff. It just doesn't come up just, you know, willy-nilly out of nowhere. Right? No, and as a matter of fact, I think the highlight on this in this movie, with Dean Norris being the uh, the lead cop on the on the the case of his wife, the of the Robert, the you know, of of Willie's case, um, right? Dean Norris, right? That's his name. Yeah, from Breaking Bad. But uh, you know, he. Uh, 
you see early on, like he's kind of happy. This guy's going out there and doing their job for them a little bit. Yeah. Even though they're trying to like to keep her from doing it because it's vigilante justice, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, you know, they're kind of relieved because you show, see early on the staggering number of cases this guy has to go after. And, uh, you know, it's one less thing he has to do, quite honestly. Yeah. And it's if somebody's going out and doing this sort of stuff. <clears throat> Uh, okay, okay, let's talk about a couple of things mm-hmm. that are just a little bit on the odd side. So, like, he's kind of got, like, uh, his unbroke, uh, unbreakable uh, uniform yeah. of a hoodie. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was waiting for them to break out the Mr. Glass or, like, the fact... <laughs> I thought he healed quite a, kind of rather quickly in this, a little suspiciously. <laughs> it seemed odd. But let me ask you this. Why... <laughs> <laughs> Why does he have to look for a new hoodie every time? Do, are there are there no like hoodie supply stores where he is at? Hoodies, a, you ever or what the fuck's a hoodie supply store? That's listen, what I want. It's know. called a store, a department store. Are there is oh. there a department store anywhere near this man? No. In Chicago, walk on down to fucking you know Saks Fifth Avenue, pick yourself up a couple of hoodies, my friend, instead of going through the laundry of the goddamn hospital. Well, it's almost like the way he procures his weapons. Right early on, he uh. You know, he he just finds them a uh, gets them off the criminals that he interacts with. It, yeah. Now, and, and here's same the with thing. the hoodies. Yeah, it, but I'll say this too, um, because it had chances to do stuff, <laughs> and it and and there's some things that it did do, and there's some things that it did not do. Uh-huh. Uh One of which is saying like, hey, because so. Uh, obviously, as you heard from the trailer there, uh, you know, he's gone. He's like, he's doing his medical stuff. He's He's got to go. His wife gets killed. His daughter gets injured. And uh, he's got to, you know, come to grips with all this stuff. And, of course, obviously, he wants to get back with it. He sees that the Chicago PD is doing nothing about it. So he needs to jump in there. Like, he he eventually just comes to the idea of, like, hey, I, no one else is going to do this shit. I'm going to. And, and part of it also is just seeing things on the street that are happening to other people and him feeling bad and then getting involved in those, in, in those cases. So if like two guys are like roughing up a chick, he was just like, Hey, hey, get off of her and all that stuff. And he gets his ass kicked the first time and stuff. Mm-hmm. He goes to a gun store to look to, to get protection and everything and then doesn't. Yeah. And this is a guy who's, you know, as we finally, we learn early on is never really handled a weapon before. Yeah, he's never, a, he's, he's not a, a gun guy. He's very by the books kind yeah. of person and everything. Yeah, he's very, you know, peace loving dude. Um, loves his family. He's just hanging out, you know, having a good time. He uh, uh, gets into that little uh, tiff with the uh, overexcited soccer dad early on. Uh, who threatens to kick his ass and Man, he, like, he backs down. Let me tell you, yeah. a motherfucker would die. <laughs> yeah, that's about the worst person I could think oh, of. Oh, you're going to get your ass beat, son. Just but, just messing. Oof. No, so you see a very distinct, obviously, you know, it's like, you know, it goes from nonviolent to yeah. pretty extremely violent. But uh, I don't know how the first film, how it was really received or what the actual message of the whole thing was, but I really got the sense this whole thing was a. Uh, uh, almost a satire of gun culture in this kind of way. Like it's, it wasn't an odd sense. I mean, the gun store you mentioned is almost like ammunition out of Grand Theft Auto. It's like very bubbly. You have the cute girl at the counter. And there's like also very much like the, uh, the video that you see in Jackie (laughs) Brown. Oh, where remind like, me. Where like the uh, chicks are with like the chicks with guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The calendar girls, right? The girl. Yeah. So you have that kind of fetishization of, of the guns um, contrasted with this guy's real need to find the people responsible for his wife's death and his, his daughter's uh, uh, injury or, you know, it's um, which by the way, 
There's no way that kid came from the two of them. First of all, look at the lips alone. That girl has like the best set of lips, and both both her and Willis don't have any lips whatsoever. You don't think Willie Bruce Willis has the most... D'Onofrio got bigger lips? Than, I think that may be D'Onofrio's kid. Uh-oh. Oh, man, I'd be wrong to Because that, that dude's got lips. This girl's got lips, but the two the, the mom and dad, no lips on the two Maybe of them. Maybe they take a departure, a slight departure in the remake of Death Wish 2. Where he finds out that D'Onofrio is actually his daughter. Oh son. shit, it's going down then. Which also, I did like the way they, um, you know, I love D'Onofrio, big fan. Yeah. So uh, I thought they played well together off each other. Yeah, they they worked well. D'Onofrio is willing to stand. Bruce Willis is, you know, yeah, just wants to sit. <laughs> so we'll we talk about talk. that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll talk about that then. Okay. But um, yeah, it's it seemed odd that like this guy would not go by the like by the actual book and everything, and that he would you know. They bring in like a gangbanger off the street and uh, they're p- putting him from one gurney to another and a gun falls and he just kind of kicks it underneath the table to mm-hmm. go and then take it later and then use that to like target practice and stuff. There's a lot of things in there here that like from a narrative standpoint to me don't don't ring true. Um, yeah, it's it, I guess it is a bit disjointed at sometimes, which I guess. I don't know for sure, but I feel like Eli Roth's been kind of criticized for that sometimes in the past. Particularly but, with Green Inferno wasn't necessarily the most uh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> fluid or put together movie, I guess. But uh, I'll grant you on that. Now, like for example, one of the things that, like at least with uh, with the original um, Death Wish, was like his first thing was like he got like. $40 worth of quarters or 60 something like that. He just got a whole bunch of quarters and wrapped it up in a sock and uh-huh. then just beat the shit out of a dude with it. Oh, I would have liked to see that again. Like that would have been badass to bring that back. And and again, it's just it's more of a visceral thing because with guns, we're still there there can't it can be impersonal. Pretty impersonal just to be able to stand away from somebody, pull a trigger, yeah. projectile goes out. With this, you're actually getting in there. And yeah. it would have made a little bit more sense for him, so he can kind of you know get a taste for it, if you will. Well, I don't know if that was because all... he starts out and he starts going mm-hmm. after these people pretty hardcore. Yeah, he, he gets he gets a taste for it very quickly. Um, uh, which almost I I kind of think like I said I think it kind of plays into the satire how much he's enjoying this actually <laughs> when they show in the trailer the shrinks talking to him like oh, yeah. you look better he's like he's like yeah yeah you know I'm feeling good yeah I'm going and murdering people now yeah, and he's literally going out it's like this isn't a guy who would go out and enjoy this kind of thing but sure enough he you know finds his calling and uh he's uh all of a sudden he's 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 a Batman with an AK out there yeah it, but I, that's just what's so weird is that like everything because I felt I feel like if they were trying to do that, I feel like they should have just leaned into it more. Maybe and almost so. Almost yeah. become kind of like a uh, this is not a Eli Ross alley per se, but you know come across as like you know almost like John Waters over the top kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and just kind of let it go, but because here it's like it straddles that kind of like, hey, this is sort of real. Hey, it may be kind of a push on these sort of things, because at the end of the day, it if and they were you know talking about this group of people and saying like, hey, here's what you know these crazy gun nuts are and all this other jazz, it doesn't really it it lets them off the hook. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does in the end. He. It says everything's okay, actually, and like so. There's no, it's not like there's repercussions or anything of that nature. 
you know, we've all, if you're trying to teach a lesson, no one's walking away from here learning anything. Um, yeah, that one I'd have to think about more. I, I don't think, once again, it's almost like this is a video because game. It, you want to watch Bruce Willis go like kill a bunch of motherfuckers. Right. And, it's and, a good movie. And I go. like stuff like that. I love so, those types of movies where we can, we just go and like, and just destroy people. Look, I, right. You know, so the fact that this John one, Wick, all this great Wick. I mean, you go back to Willie's early days of Die Hard. I mean, you got, it's yeah. no one's really still like trying to boycott that movie because of gun violence or the way it glamorizes uh, uh, gun culture. I don't, but I think just because of, like I said, the climate we're in, people are looking at this and criticizing it in new ways. But I don't think that that's what people will come away with, that this is okay. No, I don't think it. Yeah, I will say that because ultimately I, you don't, it doesn't, it doesn't give it a tacit, like it doesn't fucking matter, but it doesn't necessarily, it goes, Hey, look, he did what he did because he had to do it. And there really was almost no other choice. Yeah. And they're constantly questioning that, uh, that perspective throughout by way of the, uh, the, the radio DJs, right. The ones who are, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about, uh, the Grim Reaper and like, you know, is this okay? Is it not? What do you think? It's like, yeah, I agree with this. I don't agree with him. But, uh, you know, the fact is everyone's got an opinion and if anyone was put in that position, what would you do? Yeah. You know, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, and that's what I think the original one was, is that it's about vengeance, Exa- right? Exactly. And, well, it's just, you know, Hey, look, here's what's, here's what's going on. There's a right that needs, there's a wrong that needs to be righted and no one else is willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, I say this about a lot of people. It's just like there's a lot of people out there that consider themselves, you know, super, you know, pacifists and shit like that. Slap them in the face and watch how quickly that goes away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's just like it's a true in, in thing is that deep down inside of us, that is an instinct that is in there is to fight back, is to not become a victim. Mm-hmm. And if you see in, in, you know, while a lot of us don't, you know, act on those, uh, you know, uh, responses by seeing something wrong and want to do a right while we don't all act on that a lot of people certainly want that or would love to be that type of person that would see somebody you know uh you know beating someone up in an alley and just you know step in and stop that horrible thing from happening oh for sure yeah yeah so you know it's this is a movie i think that you're you're right is and and as we've seen from like reviews and things like that there are people that are just you know if you're on like the extreme left case of guns, which which I'm not, like I don't own a gun, but like I know plenty of gun owners that are very responsible people, and you know, I've I've got zero problems with that. If someone wants to arm themselves, by all fucking means, in my and just for me, uh, but you know, but I'm also like, hey, we should make sure to you know screen people and not have you know crazy nuts open butts so people out there. But that's just you know, so I'm I'm fairly down the you know center with it. Yeah, but just once be, again, it, be regular. <laughs> Don't be nuts. So right, yeah. So, but this is a guy who would be the ideal mm-hmm. gun purchaser, right? Right. Like he is a, and, a peaceful. Yeah, and if he went about it the right way, and that's another thing that kind of kills me about like, and again, be whatever it is, but has a chance to. This could be a weapon that he owns and becomes more of a thing. It doesn't like obviously it's not going to lead to the revenge story that we all want it to be mm-hmm. because they obviously mentioned there, hey, we can trade these bullets back to your guns, so you'd be fucked if you used yeah, one of these well, guns. Yeah, that's the whole reason he steals it in the first place. So you know, I mean, like they cover their bases well enough. I'll give them, I'll give them that much. So they give them a reason to do it, but um, 
you know, like I said, it's not so much of a satire to be, you know, like, oh, look at this sort of like wild and crazy take on this sort of thing. But it's not so straight to be, you know, realistic, if you will. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, you could just go, honestly, just go into this movie if you want to see it. Uh, looking for a good Eli Roth. Uh, you know, there are, like you said, it's not all gun related. It's some, there's some pretty, uh, pretty good, uh, more visceral, uh, deaths. I feel like in this. Yeah. Movie. And honestly, I'll be, I'll be frank. I, I felt like there could have been more, especially coming there from Eli Roth, dude. Yeah. It's just like, I've seen some, I've seen some pretty wild stuff from you. And that was like fucking 15 years yeah, ago. This ain't bro. hostile. That's for sure. You know what I'm saying? We're burning people's eyeballs out with fucking like, you know, uh, torches and shit. Yeah. Here we're like, Oh, we crushed a head. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's all cool in the gang, but <laughs> I need a little bit more than that in my diet. If we're going down that route, and if you're going like an R-rated Death Wish remake, fucking lean into that shit, man. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little bit, maybe people would have been like, it's too real, bro. Maybe but, Willis isn't the only one phoning this one in. I don't know. But we'll, okay, so let's talk about this. <laughs> Bruce Willis, as I have talked about on this podcast many a time uh, over the last couple of years, is uh, <laughs> picking up the phone and saying, how much are you going to pay me? Okay. Um, we'll be stupid of it from not. To I ask. don't. I don't stand for over thirty million. So you're gonna need to. If you pay me fifteen, I'm doing halfsies. Uh, but it's not. He's sitting for literally half this movie. He is like. And and here's the thing. You can tell when Bruce Willis is, is acting. Look at what he did in uh, the fucking. Uh, oh, what was it a couple movies back? Damn it, my brain's taking a shit. Uh, but he's, he's given up. I, I was talking to you about uh hostage. I think he, I think that one's a pretty good. Like, yeah. He was good in hostage. Yeah. But he's sitting, you know, it's a pretty good, uh, he's sitting there, but at least he's injured in that. <laughs> like I said, that's re- he's like, I better injure me. I was like, y'all got to fuck up my legs yeah, so I can I sit stand for most up. of this, paying me enough for this, this film. So we had a good 90, 10 sit. He's uh, in, ro- he's there. in rock the Casbah. He's sitting in that thing. I think he's sitting through most of GI Joe, whatever that GI, last GI Joe one was. I think the same thing goes, uh, I can't remember which. Was he sitting a lot in the first Expendables? I, I was going to say, is he sitting in Expendables? I think he's in that chapel sitting down there. Yeah, he's sitting over there. Like, he's done nothing but sit. Uh, I haven't the man seen. He likes a good sit, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can you know. blame him. Hey, uh, spoiler alert for Split. Uh, fast forward 15 seconds. What's he doing at the end of Split? Sitting. <laughs> sitting at a fucking table, bro. Real, real spoiler there, Adam. Listen, you know, I'm just saying. Motherfucker, you sitting at the end? He's just sitting. You son of a bitch. Dame to kill for, sitting through most of that, sitting at a bar, doing what he's doing. I'm telling you, dude. He's going full Brando is what's happening. Well, he is. Well, he, well, he, I'll say this. He is hanging at one point, so, <laughs> in, in that flick. But, look, he's half-assing this. I'm sorry. Bruce Willis does not care about acting anymore. Bruce Willis is about co- collecting a paycheck. And until I see another Bruce Willis movie to prove me wrong, and boy, <coughs> oh, all right there, boy, I hope the the sequel to Split does that. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it until I see it. I'm off the Bruce Willis bandwagon. I thought maybe this one might bring me back on. I'm still off. You haven't you haven't told me that you're you're happy to be there, Bruce. Show, show the rest of your fucking face. But he's Bruce Willis, though. No. <laughs> Not having it up. 
It's I I, I I I agree with you. He is not acting his best in this. Uh, hey, I can't help it. I what love, am I doing? I is this like how I guy. act three fourths of the film? Who cares? What about them? Did I do any good for them? I'm sorry, Bruce. Did we wake you? It's just a bunch of those shots where he's kind of looking down. He like kind of looks. Up yeah, he's he's got the shit kicker stuff going on right there that just is no good. Which, by the way, worked for fucking you know Steve McQueen back in 1968, but it's not working for you right now, Bruce. Will you want to know why? Because Steve McQueen's got some motherfucking charisma. Well, how old is he now, little Bruce? Bruce, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 68. That's a guess. That's a guess. Let's he's getting up there, you know. Goddamn, 62. 62. Okay. Well, that's still a little. Yeah, he's not retiring yet. No, he's he's still in it for another haul. I was thinking he was more. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking he was more towards the age of his uh, his uh, counterparts over at the over at the uh, Expendables. Yeah, <laughs> those motherfuckers are in their goddamn eighties and still can still bench press you. And I hate to tell you, Bruce Willis, say what you will, but Sly is like he's got a lot more charisma going for him. Hey, like, look at what he did in, in in Rocky Balboa, dude. Or, or uh, not, not just Rocky Bad Boy, but uh, Creed. Mm-hmm. He was like in Creed. He was fucking fantastic. Yeah, he was good. He was sitting during some of it, granted. <laughs> but you know what? At least when he was sitting, he was fucking acting. He's coaching. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you know, look, Bruce. Just, just, just. God damn it! Just fucking, just try, will you? You, yeah. you feel like you're not trying, man. Well, despite it, I still kind. I did enjoy this. Uh, I'd give it a half recommend. I'll be honest. If this came out on Netflix, you'd be all right watching it. I don't think you need to rush out in the theater nah, to go to see it. If you have movie pass, go see it like I did. But other than that, yeah. If you're if you're a movie pass person, that that'll that that'll do you. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> uh, so that's it, everybody. That's this week's here program. Uh, coming up next week, let's take a look at the old calendar here. Let's see what's going down because I don't fucking well remember. Uh, that does not look right. Hold on. <laughs> it's like what? All right, hold on. And the dogs are going nuts. We almost made it the whole fucking show too. Almost. That was that was pretty impressive. Uh, let's see, Josephine Doe. I don't know what that is. Apparently, some Bieber Generation documentary. Ooh. Uh, that's all. Th- those are all on the sixth March. Uh, A Wrinkle in Time. That's obviously the next big. Oh one. yeah, that's a big one. Thoroughbreds. That looks like it's gonna be pretty good. I do not know what he needs. Yes, to bitch. Yes, yes, yes. If Matthew does not come back for this, he is but a fool. Uh, March 9th, The Strangers sequel. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The Strangers was like so yeah. fucking good. I just rewatched that one not so long ago. Oh, so damn scary. I love it. This next one looks good, too. Uh, so we'll be reviewing that stuff and more. Hopefully, Matt will be back. And I, th- I guess he's back now because that's the sound of the fucking dogs. And that's the sound of our show ending up here, everybody. Uh, Eric, tell him where can anybody find you on the Internet? Do you have like a Twitter or something? I don't do the things. Don't worry. Like I've tweeted maybe two things in my whole life. So don't even don't even bother. Don't even even don't don't even good, guys. don't even bother i am not a, a media a social media whore so, i don't need you your approval he's you know, a he's a specter in the night i live under a rock so uh you know just just go do all that kind of good stuff and yeah. uh my other show here movie podcast at here moviepodcast.com uh, you guys, guess what? You're going to be the first ones to hear it because we haven't even announced it on the show yet. Uh, our coming show on Monday, we're going to be reviewing Ang Lee's The Hulk, from, or just Hulk, rather, from 2003. Look uh, to coming in, and we're uh, just right about at almost show number 200 for the film fine. So 
And again, if you're one of our people on Patreon, you know exactly what we're doing for episode 200. And it's going to be gigantic. So why don't you check that out at uh, HearMoviePodcast.com. And of course, um, <coughs> be like one of the many people who helped support us this month by going over to Patreon.com slash, slash the film find. I'm running out of air. Uh, and uh, help support the show here and everything, man. We really appreciate that. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week for some more good fun and uh, you know, emails the film find at gmail.com we always like reading those and iTunes reviews so uh, we'll see you guys later bye Sneeze instead of easy to fall. You know what we're sitting and cutting and turning on the